Okay, and we are recording. I just need to get my questions off, actually. Hello. Are you alright? Hmm? I'm asking you a question. Am I alright? <laughs> yeah, I'm asking if you're alright. <laughs> we're recording now. <laughs> I thought you said we were recording, so I was trying to do a nice, are you, oh, hello, are you alright? And you're just, like, ignoring me. <laughs> I'm like, oh, well, you're asking like you're talking to me. There's only me and you in here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who's he talking to? <laughs> Hello and welcome to Watch It If You Can. My name is Liam. My name's Dave. This podcast is all about box sets we've created of our favourite films and TV shows. Some you've seen, some you won't, and others you may never ever want to watch. However, we can say if you've never seen Father Ted, the money was only resting in my account. All we want to do is chat on about these films and TV shows that we love so much and maybe, just maybe, watch it if you can. Dave. Liam. Welcome. You are in the hot seat this week. I've got the questions. Um, and as always, the first question is, what is it? I think I always get that wrong, you know. I think I always say I'm in the hot seat when I'm presenting. I've just realised. We're going to have to swap that round. It did cross my mind Did I say it the other week? I think the hot seat is... Is the guest seat. Because you, you're being grilled. Yeah, you that right. makes sense. But it could, it, you know, could, I don't know. It's well, that's how I didn't interpret it. And I think you're right. I think I just got it totally wrong. So, um, this week then, um, my choice is a movie... Um, it's a continuation of one of my favourite TV shows of all time, uh, which is Firefly. So the movie, if, you, if you've never heard of it, the movie's called Serenity. It's um, it's named after the ship from the TV series. Uh, the movie came out in 2005, uh, which is a couple of years after the original TV series, uh, which was cancelled. And we'll come to a little bit of the reasons why it was probably cancelled. Um, it was created by Josh Whedon. Um, it stars Nathan Fillion. Uh, Gina Torres, uh, Alan Tudyk, Summer Glau, uh, Marena Bakiren, and there's others that will come to uh, as all part of that main crew. Um, they're probably not names you're familiar with, would you say? Is that fair? No, no, I was looking... Here um, in the UK, I mean, unless you're a nerd like us, I think. I think we'll come to in because they're very... They've got a lot of TV in them in their yeah, biographies yeah. and stuff their filmography even but yet there's no real standout famous people I think people will know them once we start talking about yes I've definitely who definitely, they are definitely. Uh, the villain in this is uh, Chiwetel Edgeo 4 which again people will know when we start yeah. talking about what he's in and the series only ran for 14 episodes um, obviously those damn TV executives um, pulled the plug so it never really had a real ending, um, which is why we get we we get this movie. We get Serenity to finish the story. Um, not a huge hit, basically sort of, basically made for the fans. Really, it only made okay. forty million from a thirty nine million budget. Um, but I just think it's one of the best sci fi films. I just think it doesn't get talked enough outside of your Firefly 
kind of fan base, really. Um, okay, so then that leads us straight into the question: Why is it of all the sci-fi films out there, and there's a lot, what is it about this one? Um, I mean, it borrows from Star Wars. Yeah. So obviously, you know, mainly my big Star Wars fans. It is a space western. You know, it's good guys against bad guys. You know, we have what's called the Alliance in this. Which is like basically a group of like these central planets. So it's not the Empire. Yeah. We got the Alliance. Um so the Alliance basically won a war against what we call the independence. So it's it that's very Star Wars, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's set five hundred years in the future. Um, it's around this kind of mismatch group, which again, you know, if you look at the Star Wars, that's what they are. Um so it's just on my list because I love Firefly for for a start, um, Firefly never really sort of made it to UK TV at the time, um, when it did come out, which is like twenty years ago. So, well, twenty twenty two thousand two. Sorry, yeah, it's just over twenty years. Um, it only the the show only ran for a year. Um, but the way I go into, um, Firefly, and we've mentioned this place before, I got the complete box set from uh, HMV on Lord Street for ten pounds okay. for ten pounds. The whole was a DVD. Box set, D- DVD, DVD box set for £10. So I've just watched it over and over. We've had this conversation with, I am a rewatcher of things. Yeah, I'm and not. And you're not. Especially when it comes to films. And I've never seen Firefly. Well, I tell a lie, I've watched the first episode because I, I went, I wanted to watch it. And it didn't really grab me in. But that's not unusual when you watch the first episode of a series. Um and so I watched the film and it's 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 okay, it's good. It is a standalone film. Yeah. It's 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 watchable. I enjoyed watching it. Would I go back and watch it again? Yes, with a caveat, which I'll probably mention a little okay. bit later. If if there is but I can because I'm coming to this universe, so to speak, as fresh eyes. Um, and what I did find quite fascinating is the fan base is absolutely fanatical about this, isn't oh, it? It's, 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 yeah, as as <clears throat> much as kind of your Star Wars geeks are, your Star Trek geeks, if, your if not, comic book. I think people absolutely adore it because it was such... There's a little bit of thing what we mentioned with the IT crowd, because there was only one series made, it... it makes it even more of a cult favourite. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I was when they announced they were doing a movie... It was a little bit disappointed because you wanted you wanted yeah. another series, yeah. you know, you wanna you wanna see these people over like a length of time, but it does for me anyway, it captures everything that works in the series. You know, you still got that relationship between the characters. The action's still there from the series, yeah. but obviously with a bigger budget. The cast, which we're gonna talk about, you know, they're great. And I think the film is a fit and ending for that kind of group of people. Okay, so just just bring it back the bit. That I'm slightly. It's a it's a sequel, it and it's a continuation of the series. Continu- okay, yeah. but I'm confused. The bit that confused me is because it started with the Doctor guy Simon so, rescuing his sister. So we're gonna come on to what I didn't like. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> but yeah, it, it 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 picks up. So, but but they're both in the series, both the characters yeah, so River what, and Simon. So that's can you? That's the bit I can't quite get. So what they've kind of done, and rightly or wrong, rightly or wrongly, they've had to put out a movie that will get a new audience in. Yeah. So you can't just pick up 
from the last episode of the series. Right. Because it literally would just be Firefly fans okay. that went to see it, which it, prob- yeah, yeah, which it yeah. probably was. So what it sort of does is tweak, tweak the series to include okay. bits in the movie. So you sort of pick up storylines... So that we already know. If you're a Firefly fan, you already yeah. kind of know. I, I sort of... I, I, even though I've never seen it, the TV series, I'm taking a guess, like like the the Shepherd guy or whatever, is is a recurring character. Um, the Mr Universe, the guy who, who, who broadcast it. No, so he's new. Oh, OK. Yeah, so he's not in the series. So Shepherd is. Shepherd is. So... In the movie, we pick up with Shepard and he's left the crew and he's on a, living on a planet peacefully, isn't he? Right. And I, I do appreciate that for people who are just going to watch the movie. I think you'll still enjoy it, but will it resonate as much? Because you don't yeah, have that yeah. connection to yeah. Shepard. Um, the, the story's slightly tweaked from the I mean, series. So, But it, it, as a sci-fi film, you can sit down yeah, and absolutely it's, watch it's it. It's absolutely, it goes from A to B to C and it. It yeah. bobbles along really, really comfortable. Um, like I said, I've come from completely fresh eyes. I, from just watching it, I can see the charm in it. It is, in essence, quite low budget. Yeah, Hollywood, thirty nine million. Yeah, for a for a sci fi film as well. Yeah. Um, it is charming, and and it's to me, it, it you know, and I don't think it's any most people have like alluded to it. It's an out not western. We're just set in yeah. and it's amazing actually how many similarities there are between westerns and sci-fis, especially in films, TVs, comics, etc. You can see it there. Um, all the characters are really familiar, as in they're not like. Do you know what I mean? It's, you recognise all the characters from every sci-fi you've seen, but they are relatable. So I think so straight away. You, I think you can just jump straight in. Yeah, and, you've got. And, and, and I'm only going to run the context of just the film. So, I got the characters straight away. Yeah, you've got your captain. You've got your pilots. You've got your soldier. Yeah. You know, you've got you've got the core things that you get in most sci-fi films. <clears throat> I, I just think yeah, the writing's really clever. It, it's like you say, it's it's funny. It's it is like charming's probably a good word, it, it, that, isn't it? That's that's literally when I was writing, I was like charmed. I, I was charmed by it. <laughs> like I said, um, I, I wouldn't as a film, standalone film, I probably wouldn't watch it again. But I think because you've already alluded to it, now I'm going to say it, is I will watch it again after I've gone back and watched Firefly the series. And I think we've yeah. got to be careful with, with tonight, with the episode of Podcast Night, is we are talking about the film, but it's going to be so difficult, for especially you, to, to just... Cause, cause, you can't not address the series, because yeah, yeah. it's linked. But I suppose I suppose a good example would be, what was the, what was the Breaking Bad movie? Oh, El Camino. El Camino. Yes. It would be like sitting down and watching that. Yeah. It, and, and going, well, why should I care about these yeah. people? So I do understand that the film has to try and appease the fans, but bring in a new audience. Yeah. Because um, you'd watch El, Cam- El Camino, like, and you'd think, oh, Todd's not the worst guy in the world. He's quite nice to Jesse. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> and, you know, you, you, really, would you, you'd feel sorry for Jesse, but you wouldn't really know. No. You wouldn't have the whole backstory yeah, and stuff. Yeah. And obviously what happens to him in that movie is, is, is awful. Yeah. But I think because it's more heartbreaking because we know yeah. what's happened up to that point. Yeah. And Serenity's a little bit like this, I think, 
for your your five five fans like myself, it's kind of like it, it is like it's like meeting up with like family members again, yeah, isn't it? Definitely you know, putting definitely. something on that's just gonna make it you hopefully familiar. make you happy. Who's in it and what else have they been in? So Nathan Fillion, um, it was a bit of a geek favorite. Um, Mainly due to Firefly, to be honest with you. I mean, he plays the captain, Serenity, uh, called Mal Reynolds. So people probably know him at the moment because he's currently in The Rookie on Sky Mom, which apparently is a huge, huge hit in American Big Heave as well. There's multiple series as well. There's like, there's, it, I feel like there's two versions, not two versions, but there's, it's been not a, a spin-off, but there's... I was trying to work it out. Right. I mean, the rookie yeah. feds and something, the rookie, but he's in all of them. And I right. think he produces it as well. I think he's, he? he's yeah. So I, I haven't got around to watching that yet. I was kind of, but it's, it's one of those shows, isn't it, where I think there's like 20, it's that American thing of having 24 yeah. episodes, isn't it? Yeah. Um, You'll know him from Modern Family because he was the weatherman. That's right. Um, who dated Hayley. And what was his name? I didn't make a note of his name. I can't think what it is. I'm only words. because it's it's the best weatherman name ever. Rainer Shine. Rainer Shine. It's Rainer Shine. Is there? I'm just like that. Is just uh, like, and I remember watching it when he was in, and you don't get onto it. It's a pun on his name. Yeah. But it's absolutely fantastic. And it's like twice as old as Haley. Yeah. It? There's all was, that. Yeah. Rainer Shine. Film. Um. Have you seen Castle? No. Castle Castle's really good. That was um but that was another long running series. Eight seasons. Yeah. yeah. So I know, I know of it and again it's just one of them ones and whether go because if I start watching something I've got to watch it all and when it's eight series. Yeah. It's a bit it's very story of the week. Yeah. Um the the, the first season it's very rare with the first season, it's the best season, but the first season's basically he's a crime writer. Yeah. And the murders in his book start happening for real. So they bring him on as a consultant. Um, he wears like a bulletproof vest with writer on it. Whereas the, <laughs> instead of police. But then obviously they keep him on to solve murders yeah. and it, it, it did, it was really good. It ran for eight seasons and it does have a you know, it does have an ending. It's definitely worth picking up. Um have you seen Suicide Squad too? I don't the, know if you've watched it. The newer one. The newer one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he was. We the, went to see it. Did we see it together? Yeah, we saw it together. I wasn't yeah. sure if you'd seen it now. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was the detachable kid. He was the one whose arms come off. Ah, because I remember, remember looking now? on the filmography. I'm trying to. Call it's right things. at the start. You know when they have that group when you, of when ones that all just get killed yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. He's one. Because there's about, there about there's about five or six characters that they just killed in yeah. series, which in typical James Gunn style is absolutely fantastic. I, yeah, I think like he's a bit of a geek favorite because he's done loads of voiceovers for games and yes. um, cartoons as well. Um, the the two I'm going to recommend though is if you've never seen them, two guys a girl on a pizza place. Oh, I don't know. You never seen that? No. It must be oh, maybe mid nineties. We we might have to Google the the year. It was what it was. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, what broke out Ryan Reynolds okay. as well. Is it a series or a film? It's, it's a series. It's a comedy. It's just a, like a Friends type sitcom. Okay. Um, Ryan Reynolds, um, and I can't remember the guy who plays his flatmate, and like the two guys and the girl lives next door. He was uh, Nathan Villain was a character called Johnny who goes out with the girl okay. from the title. Okay. He's great in that, um, but also as well, he's all he's in a lot of James Gunn stuff. Yeah. Um, was meant to be in Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 2, but it kind of got cut out. But he's in a film called um, Sliver, 
you ever seen that? No. That's like a horror film from James Gunn. And we, um, we, we are a fan of James Gunn, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not a horror fan at all. I just, it's I not, just don't It's watch a comedy fun. horror. Okay. Um, Gina Torres is one that is, is like what you were saying before. The, I mean, a lot of the, the actors we're talking about are not the big movie stars. We're doing loads of stuff. But if you haven't seen Suits... Yeah, that's where I reckon... I've, yeah, I think I watched the first three series of Suits and then it sort of lost its way a little bit, but that's... I mean, she got a suits. spin-off series, her own spin-off series that didn't she really did, last. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's Jessica Peterson, so Suits is definitely worth checking out. Uh, that's on Netflix. Alan Tudyk, he's been in loads. Yes. Um, he's another one that's got, like, a Sky One. Well, it's on Sky One, Resident Alien... Is, is a hit, but he's probably famous more for his motion capture. So he was a uh, K2SO in Rogue One. Yes. Um, he was uh, the Sonny, Sonny in iRobot with Will Smith. Okay. Um, he's done like voices for Disney movies. He was in Moana, he was in Zootropolis. Yeah, he, did, he does a, a lot. Um, he's Steve the Pirate in Dodgeball. That I've, got, I've got that one right down. <laughs> I was like, I, as soon as I read it, Steve the Pirate, and I remember his story arc was so beautiful in Dodgeball because it was a he he used the, the costume and persona of a pirate yeah. to hide because he was so unhappy. Um great great film actually Dodgeball. Uh, the one I recommend though is he's in season one, he's the bad guy in Doom Patrol. Okay. Uh which has got like uh Brendan Fraser in. Uh he was having his Renaissance as they call it, the yes, as the world. Um so I'm hoping more people watch Doom Patrol because everyone is falling back in love with yes. Brendan Fraser, but Alan mm. Tudyk's brilliant in that. I, I'll I've got a couple go of Alan Tudyk because his and said his his career is fascinating, yeah. and he was he was one of these actors we mentioned before. I just just got such a great history of work. A couple of that I picked up on was Forty Two with Chadwick Boseman. Um, Chadwick Boseman plays a black baseball player at the time where he was like really pushing back and a bit like. Um, he's one of his teammates in a really, oh, okay. really good I've film. And he hasn't got many films, Chadwick Boseman, and obviously yeah. the precious every one of them, if you get to see them. And the one that kept coming up on all air is a TV series called Con Man. So, Con Man is a film that Alan Tudyk stars in, and the premise is he was a actor in a cancelled sci-fi show that became a bit of a cult favourite. <laughs> and the cat to sound familiar. And the captain in it went on to have a really big career in Hollywood, who's happened to be played by Nathan Fillion. Oh right. I know do you know what I noticed that did come up on a few and of every, their film obviously all appeared. Everyone in the cast had been on it one way or another. But here's where it gets even better. So he's a struggling actor. He's there's an episode of Justified where he's in it. But the credit isn't to Alan Tudyk. The credit is to his his character's name from Conman, oh, which right. is Ray Nearly. Ray Nearly. And that's the credit. <laughs> so he plays... So that's like... So the whole premise of Conman is meta. But then as a struggling actor, he then... Gets a part in Justified. In, and then he used his name, and I'm like, that meta, meta. Yes. That's like, that. <laughs> so I don't man. think that's been on here, has it? No. I don't think no. it's like. Um, that is on my list to watch because it, it looked really good. It just So yeah. the whole premise of it, like I said, everyone in the cast have, have been in it one way or another. 
Um, and he's just, great, I think. Yeah, no, but I think he's it, it's something he's produced himself as well. So definitely look out for that one. I just thought the idea of of yeah, yeah. of, of this, like, literally playing on the premise of the film and then taking it one step further. Yeah, yeah. by being that actor in another TV series, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Marena uh, Bakirin, everyone knows from Deadpool. Yes. So she's Vanessa <clears throat> in the Deadpool movies. But I would recommend uh, Greenland with Gerard Butler. I think it only come out maybe last year, year before. It's like one of those end of the world okay. movies, but it was surprisingly okay. good. I thought it was going to be a bit of a... You know, Gerard Butler movie. in a good film? I don't mind Gerard Butler, he's all right. Hmm. <laughs> After another show, I'm gonna pick one of his. I'm gonna put one of his movies on though. I'm gonna find something. You must like White House Down and all them. No, ones. not a fan though. No, I just think he's one of the most overrated actors knocking knocking around the scene. What three hundred? No, no, I've seen it, but no, I wasn't a big fan of it. I have seen it. I'm gonna skim through his filmography later. <laughs> Fine, want to bring. Um, Adam Baldwin uh, he's no relation to the, the Baldwin brothers and what I did straight away yeah. for, there's enough of them I imagine <laughs> he gets that a lot doesn't <laughs> no, he yeah. um, if you're a geek like me you know from Chuck yeah I remember Chuck do you remember Chuck yeah um, that was great um, he was like the well he wasn't FBI was he but he was like the law enforcement in yeah. Chuck he was like his handler um, but obviously you've got to recommend for him anyway Full Metal Jackie yeah the you know, that's the obvious one from his list, isn't it? And I recognised them, and I watched a film recently on Netflix, American Underdog, with Zachary Levi. He plays a... Well, Zachary Levi's from Chuck. Yes. Yeah. Well, he... Zachary Levi's the, the lead in a film where he's a American football player. He's a quarterback. And he's yeah. just about to sign pro and he gets injured. And he it's a, based on a true story. And he comes to all this, like, these lower league equivalents of American football and to eventually make it in the NFL. It's a really good film and he's right. in it. So, so that's obviously the link there as well. And I've also got to say, the amount of crossing over with all of the actors where they all pop up in each other's films would say that there was... They Very must close. have liked each other quite a lot because... Everyone's in each other's programs. You literally go through the, spend all day on IMDb today, and they're all there's so much crossing yeah. over of everyone. Yeah, I think other. I think like they've done um, like not not seminars. Can't think the word. They've done like the conventions. <coughs> like sorry. Yeah, they've they done the conventions together, and obviously they worked on the series and the movies, so they're quite close. Adam Baldwin's a bit of a right wing loon at the minute. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah, stay off his kind of Twitter and stuff. <laughs> a bit like him, who was the girl who was in The Mandalorian? He, 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 Gina. Yeah, yeah a little bit. Now, yeah. He? Yeah. yeah, I don't think if they remade it, whether he, I don't know if they'd put him back in. Um, Summer Glau, um, I never watched this, but it was the ter- Terminator TV series. I do remember, I, I don't think I ever watched it, no. I one. think it was on like, like Ridiculous Time over in the UK, it was on something like 11 o'clock till 12 or something. Um, but I do recommend, and this is another Josh Whedon show, Dollhouse. Oh, I'll come. Yeah, I'll Dollhouse mention. is a great show. Yeah, I'll um, she's in that. Sean Mayer, I don't think we'll probably know him. He's he's more known for his voice work. I know. Yeah. Kind of his, he's in, like, a teen, lot of them do. A lot of them have done a lot of voice work. Haven't yeah. They? Yeah. Um, but I do know Teen Titans. Um, Ron Glass. So I am going to run through the, the main crew. Ron Glass is on the crew. He He's in loads of TV shows. Um, but he's in a... Well, I think it's an underrated film with Samuel Jackson. Um, Lakeview Terrace. 
Have you ever seen that? It's about Brings a couple it? that buy the house and Samuel Jackson sort of torments them. He's a police officer. And... Oh, I have seen it, but that, that's yeah, a long time since I've seen it. That's a good it. film. Um, Jewel State, um, she's in loads of things, but she from things like The X-Files. Um, and I know she was in The Killing as well for 11 episodes. Um, but very last, very last one of the cast before we move on to... The, the person that created this, but uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, he's from 12 Years a Slave. Great pronunciation, Dave. Can I just point that out? That is fantastic. <laughs> Until he rings us up and says you're completely wrong. <laughs> um, but he is Mordo in yes. the Doctor Strange movies, so you know, you've got, if you haven't seen them, you've got, you've got to watch them because we are coming from the geek point of view. If you want to be all serious, then obviously 12 Years a Slave is the one for you, but I'm, I'm going with Doctor Strange. I'm just going to just pull back. I think one of the first real instructions I got to Firefly was when Summer Glau started as herself an episode of Big Bang Theory where they were on the train. She did, yeah, yeah. And they were, they were going to determine to speak to her on the train. Yeah, she just sat a lot on her own, yeah, isn't she? Yeah, I think that was the first time I really became aware of Firefly. And realised, like, how geeky. Yes, it's... It's yeah. loved, isn't it? Yeah. Um... So, Josh Whedon then. <laughs> so Josh Whedon created this. He created Buffy the Vampire Slayer. He did Angel and Dollhouse, as I mentioned before. Um, if you don't know him from them, you'll know that he did direct the first Avengers movie and he also did Age of Ultron. He's famous for rewriting on Toy Story. Yeah. Um, but he's, you know, we're not, we're... We always have to cover the controversy, mm. don't we, when we're yeah. talking about some of these, you can't ignore them. So, basically what happened is, he was brought in to replace Zack Snyder on Justice League. Yeah. Who sadly, you know, at, well, depending on what story you want to believe, was either sacked or he did have to leave because his, you know, his, his, his child sadly passed away. And Josh Whedon come in, sort of rewrote the script, refilmed even the, the beginning, the middle, probably the end. But, Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg, he accused them basically of really unprofessional behaviour towards him before towards the rest of the crew, you know, very vocal on Twitter about it. Mm. Um, took it to you know, the heads of, of, of Warner Brothers. Um, and I don't think people knew what to make of the story at the time because not be, not, I don't think anything major came out about Josh Whedon. But then Jason Momoa come out and said, you know, people weren't treated very well. Gal Gadot come out. And said Josh Whedon in particular wasn't this particularly that nice. was the turning point when Gal because I think because so. Ray Fish is not he, he was a stage actor who got yeah. the part time because he's not really that well known and I think a lot of geeks like myself you took the part of Josh Whedon because you love Josh Whedon yeah you know and a couple of other people um uh, actress called Charisma Carpenter who was Buffy she accused him of bullying. That was she was backed up then by a couple of other people of that cast and crew. Sir Michelle Geller, yeah, come out and said, you know, he used to enjoy making like the female writers cry. Yeah. Um So that's the only uh, you know uh, the, it's the only negative on the show and the the, the movie now, uh, really. Is it? It's becoming a bit like we mentioned it before. It's become a bit of a theme with leading showrunners male showrunners on TV shows that we pick because there was a, a slight issue, Dan Harmon has got yeah. his issues, we feel about Grain Linderman. It, it is that genius line that they cross. And, but, yeah. but I think 
what seems to be coming from the Josh Whedon is it's is singling out and treating of females, which which upset a lot of people because obviously he created Buffy was one of the first yeah. strong female roles. All in, his films his, and all his TV yeah. do often. But then because obviously that's the bit I've honed in on the last couple of days having a look at this and I look at his I look at his CV. He started off on Roseanne, one of the one of the yeah. places. We did you mentioned Toy Story. He was a, he, he did a lot on speed that he kind of read. He did, yeah, uh, about, yeah. He was one of the first writers on X Men, the first X Men film. He also did the script for Water World. So he was he was well he was well versed in coming in and, and doing yeah. Then he created Buffy Angel, Firefly. He was one of the top guys on uh, Marvel Shield. The first Avengers film, probably have to say, it's not the not the best Marvel film. It's probably still my favourite because it's that that first Avengers film is when you when you suddenly grasp where this whole MCU yeah, was yeah. going. So it's it's absolutely vital in the history. If that didn't if that didn't work, we. MCU would have would not be what it is today. No, it's, Age, it's Age of Ultron is a good film. It's, it's, yeah. you know what I mean. Um, Avengers made like a billion, didn't they? Yeah. I think it was like the first Marvel to, yeah. to now, hit a billion, and it it is a great film. And what's so strange is I'm looking at that TV. I I should love this guy, but I've never warmed to him. I don't know what it is. I've just whenever I've seen interviews with him or, or that, and obviously this was pre before all the stuff came out. Yeah. I just never warmed to him at all. I don't know what it was. Do you know? But now it's like dead easy. Like, oh well, I was right. I don't know if it was that. But yeah, I, I don't. Was... I don't think I've really seen enough of him because don't forget when we were This is again where we were showing our age when we were watching stuff. You, you couldn't just go on YouTube and watch interviews. No. The people they rarely saw interviews. People so the the odd few are sort of seen and I've since seen. You know. I I just loved him because of what he what he what he done what he wrote. But then it's not until like things like come out like Gal Gadot in particular fell out because she want he wanted the scene where she falls no this is Wonder Woman Wonder Woman falls down and then the Flash falls on top of her and you know face goes in the chest and she refused to do it so no. all he did was he went and got a body double to film the scene. And Gal Gadot obviously wasn't there that day. But it's not until you go back and you watch In Avengers uh, Age of Ultron, they do the exact same scene. Scarlett Hansen falls over and Mark Ruffalo falls on top of it. Yeah. And you think that's so odd that you just think that's funny and you're trying to do well, it in two separate movies, knowing that the actresses must be uncomfortable it goes, doing it. It goes further then because he was sort of... At the time, with Sarah Michelle Gellar... It was a strong female role, and you know should be applauded for that. But it was still from the point of view of a male because it. I was reading really good articles. It was like a couple of um, sort of theory writers. A brokers broke Buffy down, and actually does a lot of issues with Buffy in the series, and in, in the fact that the he does have a a woman problem because what what they've identified is. Now I'm I, I watched Buffy but I never got like into Buffy even yeah. I couldn't quote episodes and nothing like that. But they broke in they broke it down and they were saying that he has got the signs were there because um most of the women characters in it who who got or gained powers 
came from episodes of trauma. Whereas most of the male characters were born or given oh, right, okay. power. And again, it's also, it plays on tropes of like witches, you know, crazy old witches and stuff like that. And also, three female characters died giving birth in, his te- in Buffy, which is a bit weird as well. Do you know what I mean? So in they, one series, yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? So they've gone back and broke it down. And then that, as they've said, and then also, Black Widow's role in Age of Ultron gets completely... She's only there as basically a buffer for the Hulk, if that in a, in a really crude yeah. way. It, and they it, never pick that storyline up again, do they? No, because no, and it, to the point where she's completely rendered useless, almost an age. No, she's still you know an Avenger and all that, but um, so there's no character arc for. Her. And I think what what happened is I think in the nineties he probably was progressive and ahead of his time, but by the time we got to 2015, 16, 17 onwards. He wasn't anymore, and then compounded with the allegations that have come through that he wasn't. Sound like yeah. he just wasn't a very nice person. No, because one of the quotes from Sir Michelle Geller was like, he used, he used to boast that he made a female writer cry twice in a meeting. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you, you, you kind of yeah. boast about stuff like that, but, um, but it's, a, it's, a, it's a shame, because like I say, and it shouldn't. That body of work is something else. Yeah. It, it really is. It comes back to the, the conversation we've already had a couple of times, which is. You know, th- there's a a great cast, great people that work on this show. Do you say, man, say, now I've read this about that guy, Josh Whedon, yeah. I'm not going to get involved. And that's entirely up to you to make that decision. For me, I don't think it should ruin... No. I love Nathan Fillion, so I'm not going to say, yeah. I'm not going to watch any film with Nathan Fillion that's linked to Josh Whedon. That's me. That's just me, you know, personally, because um, it, it's a shame. And, you know, obviously... Ray Fisher's kind of brought this all to light, and you know you've you've got to sort of praise him for doing it because really, he, like I say, he wasn't he wasn't a big star. The the Justice League wasn't like the big hit it was going to no, be. No, and you know he really kind of you're putting your your career on the line. Really, he could but have just kept his head down and I, I think what said nothing. What come through since is, uh, I think he's. He's going to be a little bit, and you're going to hear me saying this because someone you would like, but a little bit of a situation Louis C.K. finds himself in. He's just not going to really be wanted anywhere at the moment, and it might take him a yeah, few years. He did, he, he did an, he not, would you say it's an article? But, but, um, I'm trying to think what the word is where you're like, a, you know, you basically but he come out with his own sort of side of the story. And to be honest, if you read it, it's a bit of a car crash and at yeah. one point he, he sort of says the issues like Gal Gadot's English and yeah, she yeah, didn't understand yeah, anything yeah. she's she yeah, better English yeah. than which, that which if we <laughs> by a mile the conversation we had like when we it's, did when I mentioned in a community podcast the when the writer Megan Gans broached the subject about what Dan Harmon did Dan Harmon's response was completely yeah a bit more measured I am completely at fault here and I'm going to take the situation trying and mm. grow as a better person and yet I I'm, it's very the bit where he starts like basically making out Gal Gadot is a bit dumb and in English I go it's like oh mate that, well just it's like car, shut I up, think just, it's a car crash yeah, of, a, yeah. of, a, of an article um, and it's such a shame you know I mean the other thing was as well that if, if we just come back to like a you know how he ended up on that that movie. He he didn't 
he didn't make that film a better film even that which is the problem which you know now the we're going to get proper geeky here to talk about like the Snyder Cut version yeah. which is the four hour version of that movie but what we did to that film didn't really work so I don't know you know I don't know if that would have tainted a little bit because you've literally got the biggest characters in the world you've got Batman Superman Wonder Woman yeah. Flash you know I, that to me doesn't seem too hard to mess up but anyway <laughs> um, well to, to be fair Paula Bros have managed to mess it up continually these characters but that's a different that's story. a different, for a different day but yeah um, it's, you know yeah special mention though to um, Glenn Howerton from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia he's in the scene the, the bank robbery scene he's the one that tries to, to um, jump on there and like sort of oh my god I didn't notice that what guess. would you say? What would you call it? That little mini spaceship thing, whatever it is, the China. You don't want to say crew like what is it? But the, the the hover cruise or something like that. Is yeah, it? little hovercraft yeah. thing. Oh, that yeah. that's Glenn Howerton. Okay. Uh, and the scientist, um, you see the Reavers kind of attack Sarah Paulson. She's in loads. She's in like uh, American Horror Story, and she was in the the people vo J Simpson. Oh. Okay. She's in lo- She's in loads. Yeah. Um So she she pops up in this as well. Who's your favourite character and why? So, in the movie, so Chiwetel Ejiofor, he's brilliant. Um, no, he's he's only referred. That's well, that's not what we pick. Okay, it's I'm not good, we pick, good, so we okay. so we trip out. You know, he's he. he oh, I won't talk too much about him then. If you're gonna, no, you're no, gonna go, for it, go for it, go for it. Because he's, he's only ever referred to as the operative. Yes, and he's basically just like a hired assassin. Yeah. Um, the way, I might have picked him because it's the way he kills people. Yeah, yeah. You know, he, he sort of paralyzes them, lets them fall on. You know, his sort of samurai sword. It's just this way to like, well, die with honor, basically, isn't it? Yeah. And I don't think that's anything we've really seen before from a bad guy, killer. No. You know, he, 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 it's like he, he's he's hired to kill them, and he clearly will happily do it, but he won't kill needlessly. If yeah. that makes yeah. sense, it's, it's a great uh, character. I'll come back to him in a minute. Come All right. A couple of things I got. Um, just while we're talking about the movie as well, part of, part of the film is the fact that America and China are the two big kind of superpowers in the future. So you'll get characters that say certain words or phrases in like Chinese Mandarin because because they're basically the two big yeah. languages kind of left. So um, there's not a lot of swearing in the film because they do it using that language instead. Okay. <laughs> so... I'm going then. I've got to go with Mal Reynolds. I've got to go with Nathan Fillion's character. He was, he was born to play Mal Reynolds. Yeah. I think, um, the character itself. He's like a an ex soldier. He was on the losing side, um, which we find out a little bit more. You know, in the Firefly series, we see some of the battles and the, um, you know, there's more references to the war that goes on. So you do, this is where there's that maybe that little bit of disconnect between the series because we understand. Same, same. We know we Firefly fans because we're special. <laughs> Firefly fans understand why Mal hates the Alliance so much. Okay. Because we've seen a whole season right. leading up to it. You know, there's a line that I really like that he says. He says, um, "I may have been on a losing side, but still not convinced it was the wrong one." Yeah. Um. So. I think as well. Pop. I think if you're on Mal's crew, you're on Mal's crew. Um, yeah. You know, for good or bad, you know he's he'll protect you now. So it's it's very much he is the it is the hand solo. He's the hand solo of yeah, the series, yeah. isn't he? Um, but I think the difference between Mal and Han Solo is 
man runs towards a fight. Whereas I think Han is quite happy not yeah, to, my, yeah, you know, he, he, he's, he's an out-and-out mercenary, isn't he? He'll only go when Yeah, he's a soldier. Yeah, he's a yeah. proper soldier. And I think, you know, with Star Wars, you know, Han comes back at the end, doesn't he, to save yeah. Luke. And and and, that's, and it's brilliant and it's amazing. It's one of, like, the best scenes of the film. But I think Mal in that situation is in one of the ships next to Luke. Yeah. That's the I think that's the difference. He he you know, he does have all the the, the comedy stuff. You know, he's obviously a very handsome man, isn't he? He's you know, he, um he, he, yeah, that's the difference between I think he's a hand solo type character, but I just think he's yeah, he's more direct, isn't he? Um but I like as well, just one of just one of my favourite lines just in it, just to pick out a few there's loads that he says. But I do like the bit where he's um, clearly they clearly been set up for a trap and he's, he's about to go in and he says to the crew, like, if I'm not back in five minutes, he goes, you take the ship and you think he's going to say, obviously, escape. He goes, and you come and get me. <laughs> you know? And that's the Han Solo bit because Han Solo would maybe say yeah, something yeah. like that as well. So, yeah, it's, it's Mal Reynolds for me. Okay, well, I'm going to go with the character The Operative by Shuatel. Is it? Chubatel Edge of Um I think he plays an absolute blinder as the opposite. Because what you're saying is the we has this way of killing people is because he's got this mix of that that Buddhism and you know dying with honor and like Japanese. There's a lot of references to cult like Japanese and, and culture and stuff like that, and Buddhism and and things in the film. Um, but also. I liked his arc in it because he was. I think at one point Mal says he's he's the worst person to fight against because he's an absolute believer in the cause of what he who he was fighting for. Yeah. And then, but his 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 arc goes all the way around because obviously they're going up, find out something that's quite important in the history of the universe. Um, and he comes back at the end, and he sort of, they're still not they're not friends, and he doesn't say it, but it was just it was just that acknowledgement that they're both soldiers. Yes, I think as that, well. There was exactly it? what it was, um, and it reminded me very much of if you remember, I think it was on the last episode of Band of Brothers, where all the German, where the the top German general came and surrendered to to Lieutenant Winters. And he had that conversation and all his... And yeah. he then turned around and does the speech in German. And that, like, they're both... It's that what you just said? That, yeah. You know, regardless of what side you're fighting on, there's, there was an honour in what you were fighting for. Um, and I just thought it, it was a great character and a really well played. And it made the film a little bit for me because I didn't quite fully get all the other references and the history. Yeah. I don't know why Mal's Mal. I don't know why Zoe Zoe as much as... I get the personalities, but you know the history, whereas his character was fully formed for me because he's not in the series. Yeah, yeah. There's a very, there is a very similar character in the series, which is like an assassin who, who gets on the ship. And I think he's... Spoilers, but in the series, that, that character does get killed off. And I think maybe if Josh Whedon, you think... Oh, that was such a good character. Yeah. So we'll bring back a version of that yeah. character, and to get an actor like him in it, um, that was that was a masterstroke. He's a really good he's actor. So good in he's it, a yeah. Really good actor. Um, but yeah, um, either, either of them too. I mean, I love everyone in it because I, I just love the 
the film and the series, but Nathan Fillion's just so so good in this. Like, I can see no one else could have played. I can it, I see think. why he's utterly loved in the geek world. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> a the film like he the stuff he's done. Like we mentioned it, like the voice work and that, but he's just got that personality. He's a leader, isn't he? He's, he's a leading man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So where, if that's your favorite character, what is your favorite scene or moments within the film? Oh, so the whole did you know the whole set had to be rebuilt? Yes. Did you read that? So the show got cancelled, and what they did was they actually had to take still images from the Firefly DVD, and get. Like the the crew to to rebuild well, it basically. I read that actually Nathan Fillion had took photographs when he was on the set of he had photographs that included the blueprints of the set. So it was because of photographs he'd had from the series like they used that that also helped. Just by chance, right. I think Nathan Fillion said he was going through a phase where he was t- taking pictures of everything, and he just happened to have photographs of the blueprints. Because obviously, when you build the sets, they've got great big massive. Plans yeah. way because it's a hell of a set for the for the for the yeah, ship. Yeah, and isn't it? it's built to scale as well, so you can walk around yeah. that whole ship. And there is a, there is a bit of a scene in the movie where the camera goes through. Yeah, and I think that just shows. And again, this comes back to being all over the series when you when you see the film and it's going through the ship. You kind of have that nostalgia moment. So I do like that that kind of scene. I um I love that it's all done practical. Um, would love to have done it as well <laughs> to walk around. Um. There's there's two scenes that that we've just talked about the opposite, but that fall on the sword yeah. scene, it's just so creepy. Yeah. Um, you know the way he just kills the guy, um, and yeah. and you know you can this guy knows he's gonna die, and there's absolutely that's, nothing. That's the bit. He's, nothing he's, he can do he, about he's, it. He's leaning and he's paralyzed, and he's and at that moment where he's slowly but surely, and he does in front of like the secretary or whatever. Yeah, as well, but he's not looking at me yeah. because he's kind yeah. of holding the sword yeah. behind him. Yeah. So that that's really good. The the. The escape from the bank job that they do, um, when they have that ship kind of chasing them, I yeah. think that's like straight out of all sci-fi's. It's probably, probably better than some of the scenes in the re- the like the recent Star Wars uh, movies. I love that scene, but I just think it's the scene where they're all trapped by the Reavers, who are these like kind of crazy cannibals. Um, Simon, who's the, the, you've got Simon and River above and sister, and Simon's hurt, and River just stands up and just says my turn and just starts running towards yeah. them um, and the, but essentially what's happened is the trap because the door can't close and there's just this gap in the door and you just jump through the gap and then it sort of cuts away and you don't know what's going on and then it obviously cuts back and you know there she is swinging like two axes taking them all on but it's just that bit again I remember that in the cinema where you're like because you know what because the the, the the character itself has got these kind of like I wouldn't say special powers. She's telepathic. She's, she's telepathic, but yeah. she's she's she can she can fight, and we yeah. sort of alluded to that early in the movie, but we don't know really how how good yeah. of a killer and a fighter she is. So when she stood up and is like, "Right, my turn," and runs, that that's my favorite. It, it reminded movie, like. me a little bit of the is it X twenty three Wolverine, the young girl, and yes, yeah, like, right. actually she's. She's an absolute out and out killer. Yeah, because you see her start. The, she yeah. has a fight in a bar, and does yeah absolutely annihilate everyone. But you just think that's drunken barman, and but 
when she's fighting like these kind of crazy cannibals and stuff. But yeah, did you have a moment? I my favorite, and it include it, it's it's River again is, and I just thought it, it was a great idea because she telepathic is when you go and do, they go into the bank, they close the doors, and you basically get her to walk around to try and listen, and that's in inverted commas which you can't see, <laughs> listen to the one who's going to of the hostages who's yeah. gonna have a go like having a go at them and I just love that scene she just walks in like a little child like do 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 him and I yeah. was like that <laughs> it was just a great yeah, great use of tele of telekinetic telepathic powers. Oh, yeah. I thought that was a great scene. I quite enjoyed that one. I mean the effects the like I say for film it's not massive budget. The effects are good though. Um, the effects were kind of the spaceships, but then I think having that practical set mm. just just really helps as well. Okay, then. So moving on to our next question: song or music? Anything that stands out for you? No, the score's good. It's worth listening to, but I don't think there's anything in particular. Um, so I am going to sneak the theme, just the theme from the TV show in. <laughs> uh, the main title theme. It's sung by a guy called Sonny Rhodes. Uh, Written by written by Josh Whedon, so not on the movie. I don't think like it's it you know it's it's good, but I don't think it's like a Hans Zimmer will okay. blow you away type of thing. Okay, then. So our next question, and it's always my favorite question every time I say that. Um, what would you do differently? So this is very similar to what we've talked about recently. Um, doing a movie instead of a series. So a little bit like IT Crowd, we got a special. Yeah. Instead yeah. of another series, um, you know, I mean, the fact that we got a movie anyway, I think, is a miracle. So, the background really behind the show getting cancelled, it's just the way they messed it up. So, what, what, so just, just we was mentioning before, Fox made the TV show, but they didn't do the movie, it was Universal, yeah, so completely different studios for the start. Was it, was it not successful, the series? So it wasn't successful because of what the studio did. So what they decided to do was the the two-hour opening pilot, the TV executives decided, made a decision that actually episode three has got more action because episode three is all about a train robbery, which the crew were, crew were doing. So what they decided to do was put episode three on first. So how would you start... Any series? Imagine watching the third, the third episode of some of our shows we've been talking yeah, about, like yeah, Breaking yeah. Bad, let's say Game of Thrones, like that. Imagine putting episode three on as the first so one this, and expecting people to buy into this that. This would answer the question I did have about series because I looked at the, the, the episode list on IMDb and I looked at the episode list on the Disney Channel, which the series yeah, yeah. is available, and they were different. Yeah, there's three more. <laughs> so, so what happened? So what happened was they put the pilot episode as the very last episode that was shown, and they did a couple of other episodes weren't in order. And then because it was expensive to make, because obviously they've invested in Josh Whedon probably. Yeah, yeah. You know, because Buffy was massive in Angel Master, so they invested in Josh Whedon, probably threw all sorts of money on because you know his last TV shows had made a mint, but then. It wasn't getting the viewers, but it wasn't getting the viewers because the episodes weren't played in order. So you lose. They then cut the last three episodes and the pilot episode became the last episode. So you got an episode that introduces the characters that you don't see for 
10, 11 weeks as a viewer because, you know, this is a weekly show. So it was just an... It's just an utter mess, what just, they did. It just sounds mind-boggling. Yeah, they? you know, it's, this is just some TV executive probably in a studio that's watched the first episode and went, not enough happens in this. Yeah. Let's pull... Let, and, and watched the third one and went, right, let's go with that. And an audience have sat down and went, what, what is, why is this... And the thing is as well, if you're watching the third one, like I said before, the, the whole premise of the show is that you've got your two superpowers, so people do speak in, like, the the Mandarin. If you don't know why that is, yeah. suddenly characters are saying lines not in English and sort of swearing not in English and you're going, what? Why are Doesn't you doing sense, that? Yeah. And you've got to wait like 11 weeks to find out. So, who's going to wait 11 weeks to find out? Is it in the correct order on... on... So on Disney, well, you know, we're going to talk about where you can watch it. Disney's where you can watch it. That is in 1 to 14... The pilot, the first episode, the last episode that was meant to be the last episode, I think it's called The Messenger, is the last episode. Okay, so it's, it's... But the problem is it's left open. Yeah. So that's where the film some comes in. Right. So this is what I want to change. Okay. And I want to be really selfish. And I want to say it was probably Firefly fans that, Firefly fans that were going to come out to watch this. So just do the straight up continuation. Yeah. Don't don't pander yeah. to, to to don't because I watched it. Someone who's never seen the series and it was watchable, but it didn't matter because of what, I, I know you've got to kind of I know you've got yeah to you've got to have a, you've got to have a narrative that that moves yeah. along. But, so this is my selfish, my yeah. purely selfish. Well, point that's, of that's view. what the question's here for, Dave. Yeah. It's all for you. They essentially you. like they changed the character of Sam, and you mentioned it. You you know you were wondering why in the film is he turning up because you know he's in the series, yeah. um, and they make him really cold character as well. So. He, 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 in the movie, he comes in new, doesn't he? You know, Sam and his sister turn up on the ship. Sam doesn't really trust Mal, doesn't really trust... You know, he doesn't really trust him. Um, but the series have resolved all this. Yeah. Over 14 episodes, we'd seen Simon become part of the crew, be the doctor, you know, he'd saved yeah. most of the yeah. crew. And then you put the movie on, you're like, oh, this is just a totally different character. Um, and then eventually he has the same arc in the movie. Yeah, yeah. But, it, but it's a bit jarring yeah. as a fan to go, well, what, why is he so different? So I just think if I was going to do it again, it'd be a straight-up continuation. It would pick up from where the series finishes. Everyone would be exactly where they were. Like you said about Shepard, I mean, that's quite confusing for audiences. You get the reference that, oh, this is someone that that yeah. crew knows. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't know if you buy into to it, that. It didn't mean anything. It was just no. basically... It was like when you watch a Western and you stop off at a Mexican town that they, they've been before. It's, yeah. like, it's like a friendly town. Because even how River and that turn up on the ship, we've seen that as an audience. Yeah. So I get, I get, I get it. You know, Josh Whedon, all the people that worked on that film, the writers, other writers and producers and everyone... Probably being strong-armed a little bit by the studio yeah. to say, you know, I'm sure some of that was maybe even reshoots. I'm not, you know, 100% confident, but I'm sure they must have watched the first cut and went, well, how, why are they there? Yeah. Who's this? Yeah. You're going to have to... Uh, I'm sure there must have been an influence or maybe, you know, Josh Whedon just wrote it from scratch as a fresh thing, but 
for me, that's what that's what would have made it better for a self a purely selfish point of view. It wouldn't have, it wouldn't have worked, and it probably wouldn't have made. It would have made half the money it made. <laughs> well, well this what you said it didn't even make any money anyway. So why why not? Yeah, make, why worry about it? it yeah. Was, yeah, okay. Why not just dive straight in? So our uh, next question is: What impact and or impression did the film make? Um, so it's on the International Space Station. Did you know that? No. So there's an American astronaut called uh, Ray Stevenson, and he's a big fan. Um, so he took the DVDs with him, and they still remain. So they're in the library on okay. the International Space Station. That's quite Station. cool. That's quite cool. Um, for me, just what it means to me is that it did close the story. Yeah. Um, it, it, I'd imagine it was very similar to when you finally got around to bringing the, the Deadwood film out. Yes. Which we've been we We just needed closure for some of the characters. Yeah. And again, very similar scenario where... They have to close, you know, there's three, se- three seasons of Deadwood and they have to close it all in one film. And I think they did an okay job, but it was never going to live up to another no, it's, series it's, that we it's should ab- have got. The Deadwood one's absolutely watchable, and you're right, that's probably the best comparison in it. Um, would I like a sequel or another series? I, I, maybe not. It sets it certainly sets up for one, doesn't it? So yeah. It ends on yeah. a note where you're like, oh, okay, there's going to be more of this. And I'm sure if it was a hit, like a big, you know, Blockbuster hits it would have been more. But there's main characters that, you know, are sort of killed off and will it be the same? Mm. Would it have been the same without them? I don't I mean, I don't think they'll do one now. I think everyone's kind of moved on and yeah. as we touched upon with Josh Weed, and I don't think he's gonna get the chance to come back. Um but Disney do own the rights to it now. Yeah, which is interesting. But Disney own the rights to Firefly. Now would they bring back the same cast? I don't I don't know, maybe not, but for me, I think, I, I just, I, the impression it made on me is that it, it closed off the story. I'm more than happy where it finished and where everyone was. Pop culture, it's still huge. I mean, there's comics, there's graphic so novels, this is, t-shirts. This is the bit I find fascinating in the, this question, impact or impression, is the fans of Firefly are something else. They are really something. Yeah, it's, everyone's it, a brown coat. And I, and I think that's what's really interesting about it. And and what's funny is, when obviously we've been reading a lot about Josh Whedon, just Josh Whedon in the lead up to this, and he said when he created Buffy, one of the things he wanted to do was to create a fanatical fan base attached to the series. Yeah. It was one of his things that was his leading light to do. Um, so he he sort of quite clever in knowing how to do that so you know what I mean and also it ties in with the right time because like Buffy was the 90s but by the time Firefly came around it was like the internet was you know the, the internet community that spread you know everyone knew about what it wasn't just your little chat rooms, was yeah, it? it was yeah. Suddenly, there was a lot more out there, wasn't it? So I think that that's why it's really interesting. And, and I think as well, the conventions weren't so geeky anymore because yeah. conventions were, I think conventions were frowned upon, weren't they? And oh, seen as like kind of it's now just it's, nerds. Now it's a family day out. out. It's an absolute family day out. Um, as I lost a little bit of you know, is that a different conversation? The fan conventions lost it a little bit because they're popular. No, I I don't. I think. And I think the whole thing about the geek culture is it's very open. 
Yeah, and you can't be snobby. You, you know what I mean. It's, I'm not precious. I'm not one of those. You've got to. You be want Star everyone Trek. to watch Fireflies. Yeah, you, I'm what? not. You've got to be Star Trek. You've got to be Star Wars. You've got to pick. Yeah, and I'm not. You know, you. It Fireflies my thing. You know, and I don't want to share. You know, I like the fact that, and I've maybe that it, now we're talking about it. Maybe that is what it is with some of the fans. It's kind of like that's something they found. Yeah, yeah, and something they love, and it's like it wasn't really available. Like I said, I had to buy it on a DVD. Um, box that I'd read about it, but I didn't, you know, it was it wasn't on over here, and it was like it was like finding gold and going like, oh, what's this? You know, what's yeah. this? But I wasn't precious about it, and I think maybe some some fans are. Yeah. And I and that's probably a good thing because you know it probably, you know, it it's nice to have something that you think's just yours. Yeah. That's not like. You know, some people maybe don't know about, but it's like something you can go home and watch. But it's always the same, especially because. Of streaming now, things can sit there for years and gather momentum later. Yeah. Like, like community is a great example of that. It was like yeah. it's now probably more popular now than it's ever been. It, but the time, yeah, yeah. You know, if you went into work, I mentioned to have you watched Community, yeah, pre pre Netflix days. Yeah. Whereas no, I think what it was. back in the day that we we allude to quite often is unless you went and got a bought the DVD. You yeah. would never... You'd physically got to go and buy it, so you've got to have an interest in it. When I was streaming, because it's all just sat there, people are more likely to stumble and come across things. Oh, I've heard someone yeah. mention this, I'll put it on. But I think what you said, you went to HMV and bought a box set of this. I've still got it. Yeah, so that <laughs> means you have to have some prior knowledge to even... To go, to go out and spend our hard-earned money... But when you say prior knowledge, I'm talking about maybe a little snippet in Total Film or something yeah. that just said, you know, the DVD's out now or something like that. It wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have been trailers. Mean, it no, wouldn't have been no. anyone else telling me. It would have been something really small. Um, and £10 for a box set into 2003. When it probably would have been 2003 when it was... Because, yeah, it was cancelled 2003. So maybe 2004, 2005, maybe it was a little bit after. £10 for a whole box set of 14 episodes. That's a bargain, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, it's weird just as a, like, complete... The price of DVDs when you were out, like, yeah. like they were all, like, £15 a film, which you think With about no that. extras on some of them as yeah, well. and you think, you know, now it's just... Well, like, a box set was, like, £30. I mean, yeah. I, I remember getting the 24 box set season four and it was 45 pounds yeah. for a box set um, and it's the same it was and it was just in the era just like five ten years before where going to buy an album was 15 16 pounds yeah. and then they wonder why then everyone goes and pirates stuff <laughs> and it, 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 that's an argument for another yeah. day um what I, will, what I will say as well though is with, with the impression it made and you mentioned the fan base it's not a toxic fan base as well. Yeah. I don't think you get... I mean, I could be wrong because, you know, I'm not, not someone that uses social media a great deal, but I don't think you get Firefly we fans. Don't, we don't go around chat rooms either, do we? We're not chat No, rooms. but I don't think you get Firefly fans. I can't, I can't Firefly get... Firefly fans. Firefly <laughs> fans, I'll try again. Arguing with each other and yeah. going... That episode's rubbish, and yeah, why didn't yeah. they do this? You know, the only thing you'll get from me, like, say, that's the that's the most criticism I've ever given it in general, which is I would have been more selfish with the movie and made it for me, you know, rather than that mainstream audience, because as you said, it didn't hit the mainstream audience. So what difference yeah, would it have yeah, made yeah. if it had made ten million instead of the you know 
the 39 now it made or whatever it was. Was it 40? Um, yeah. I mean, I just want a T-shirt with my aim to misbehave on. That's all I want. <laughs> so, now, you've, you've mentioned everything you've about it. Someone's out there listening to it. They want to watch it. How can you watch it? So, the movie is only available on... Um, you can get it on YouTube and you can get it on Amazon, but the good news is it's only under £3. Yeah. So, you can watch That's it That's what I there. did. I, I just... Yeah. The, yeah. The, the Firefly, the series, which I would recommend watching first, is all on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. Or every episode's available. Um, but if you want to watch Serenity, it's not, it's not on a streaming for free anyway. I think... That's the one thing I've wrote down is I think I, I am going to go and try at some point go and watch Five Five because I think I know I, I will enjoy it. Like I said, I did watch episode one a long time ago and it was definitely the... It wasn't what you said where it got mixed up. I think I must have got it somehow later because it was an introductory yeah. episode. I could tell it wasn't... There's, the, there's an episode called Out of Gas which I think is one of the best... 45, 60 minutes or whatever on the episodes are of sci-fi yeah. series of, of, of anything I'll watch that when I watch when we watch the series I think it's about episode 9 that's the one that I'm looking forward to coming yeah Um. but yeah I definitely I definitely recommend it you know if you've got Disney Plus it's it's sat there waiting for you you know it's, oh, okay. a, it's a click away you know you are going to have to pay for the movie but two, two pound two, less than three pound I've seen it for okay so if if you liked Firefly, what else would you like? So, obviously Star Wars fans, I think, will like it. But this reminds me more of Solo. Okay, yeah. I think if you like Solo, you're definitely going to like Firefly because you've got that kind of lead kind of character and then you've got this ragtag kind of group, you know, that in Solo they're doing that, that heist um, so it reminds it's definitely Star Wars related as we said you know you've got the Alliance instead of the Empire mm. but I think it's got more in common with Solo I think see I went down the route of, of the film and obviously what limited knowledge of the film I think it's more aligned to Star Trek and out of all the Star Trek ones that I've watched Deep Space Nine which is the one which was which was about the outpost right on so the So I'm not a Trekkie, so I haven't seen any of these. I mean, I have got some other films, I think, yeah. it's related, but I haven't put Star Trek because I'm not... Yeah, I'm not a huge Star See, Trek I, fan. See, I really enjoyed uh, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine and Voyager. I haven't got me... I haven't really watched any of the newer ones, but I was of them three, and they're of the same time as well. I definitely it's got more lines of Deep Space Nine because it's it's an outpost right. and it's a merge of cultures on the edge of things and it, it just it seems to fit in a little bit more. Um, Fifth Element with Bruce Willis. Okay, yeah. Because um, that's kind of like a madcap sci-fi film. Um, a couple of film, a couple of Marvel films. I think if you like Serenity, you'll you'll like these Guardians of the Galaxy, Definitely. obviously. Yeah. Um, and the Eternals, because the Eternals is about, you know, yeah. kind of a family, a group. Um, so I thought it, it, it's got links, it reminds me of that. The Maze Runner movies, have you ever seen them? So they're like that kind of sci-fi, um, which I think, yeah, it's sort of heavily linked, especially all the stuff with like the Reavers and yeah. Serenity is kind of a bit more like Maze Runner. Um, I've picked Star Starship Troopers, but only because um, apparently all the soldier costumes from Starship Troopers were used in Firefly and Serenity. 
the actual costumes themselves. So, so I've put that on the list because there's a link weird, to it. Because I read somewhere that one of the scenes they use costumes from there's a post-apocalyptic film with Kevin Costner. Is it called The Postman or something? Postman, like yeah, yeah. So the uniforms from that they used in another scene of the film oh, as well. Right. So, they've, so obviously the wardrobe people are like, well, we have gotta, we might as well use all these costumes here. And it's not a massive budget, so you've no, got to, you've got to you do know, what you can. So yeah, the soldier costumes are from Stormship Troopers, Starship Troopers, sorry. A film I don't think many people have seen, um, but I enjoyed it since uh, uh, 2012. You ever seen The Lockout with Guy Pearce? No. So that's a sci-fi film, sort of based on like a space prison thing, and that that's really good. Um, so yeah, good uh, good mix, but yeah, for for me, nope. Solo was probably the closest thing I think to this. I wrote down for reasons, and even though I've never seen this, but I know it was a similar sort of trajectory how it came out. Battlestar Galactica when he did, because that was similar where he brought out series and then went back and did a prequel and it all got messed up by the executives and fans are a bit obsessed right. with got writers. So I I put that one down. Even though I've tried what because apparently I I did it wrong. I I tried to watch Battlestar Galactica and there's a there's a longer film version one. Oh it sets it off is it? So it was but, a film first, was it? But someone said, Oh I've done it the wrong way round but but right. anyway I did the wrong way and it didn't work but something new because and it just reminded me of what you were saying, that just the issue they had with the, the mix up of the episodes and stuff with you know, big wigs somewhere sat in the studio office going, Oh I know, I know better and I'm like, Do you know what? Sometimes the vision of the 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 writers and the directors, they know better. So Yeah, let it let it ride as it is, yeah. And just had a bit of fun. Because I was looking at it going, I googled low budget sci fi film <laughs> and just to see what list of films came up. You want to know how many we've seen? <laughs> well, there was only one on this list that I'd seen, and it's such a random film I've seen. It's, it's a, a British film called Threads. Okay? And it was based. T H E R E A. Yes. T H R E A D, Threads. Um. And it's a British film about the after effects of the nuclear war in Sheffield, of all places. And it is the most grimmest film <laughs> you will ever see. But Is anyone in it that we know? No. no. They're all like proper TV actors and it's really early 80s right. as well. The reason I know this film is Mr. Farm one of our history teachers from our school. Yeah. Sat us down and I think he was he was covering for another, he, he I think one of our other teachers was off in came Mr. Farm, wheeled in the t- video, good old substitute teacher, right kids, you're gonna watch this. <laughs> wheeled in the the what twelve inch TV. Yeah, yeah. And it spends about twenty minutes together to work as all teachers can't teachers cannot use a TV or video. And he puts this film on and it's just it's horrendous. Um, but it's quite got a big fan base because it's it's all that was really low budget. It people say it's an absolutely fantastic film and it really does deal with the consequences of a nuclear war, which is some of the yeah. themes which they, they go with. So it's got, I'm just looking at what you're talking about, it's got Reese, Win, um, is it Minsdale? Uh, Reese Dinsdale. Um, you're right, he's like, um, it, like a famous TV actor in Emmerdale um, but he, he was also in that film ID as well um, 
Yeah, he's been life on Mars. But I'm, yeah, I've never ever heard of this film. It was when like, he said Freds, I was thinking like Fred Flintstone type of Freds, like <laughs> drop dead Fred spin. Just a drop dead Fred spin off. Yeah. I was like, so, but, um, but the do you want me to read the description? Go on. It just says. Um, the effects of a nuclear holocaust on the working class city of Sheffield, England, on, and the eventual long term effects of nuclear war on civilization. It sounds terrifying. And you watched this in, in what year? Um, must have been about 12 or 13 or something, because I seem to remember. Because uh, it's a 15. Yeah. Oh, it was Mr. Farm. So he went yeah. 15. <laughs> he wasn't right in the head, was it's from, it's from 1984. Yeah. It absolutely bloody terrified me. <laughs> in, in to keep it in Yorkshire colloquialism. Bloody terrified me. And I think I think I had night, I think I had it. nightmares over it. It I was it was absolutely but it just seemed to really because I was just Googling low budget sci-fi films yeah. and a list of films. I've never heard of, but that one was on this. Like, so, I've seen. So I'm chucking that one in. Do you want me to go through the parents' guide? Sex and nudity, mild. Okay. Uh, violence and gore, severe. So, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never heard of it, no. Um, well, put that I'm on gonna, your list. I'm going to watch it if I can, yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> so, Dave, that was Serenity, and that was Watch It If You Can. <laughs> <laughs>